Eric Estep here. One of my favorite parts of being a NASCAR fan is collecting diecasts. It's how I got my start on YouTube, actually. To me, a room is not complete until it features shelves of NASCAR diecast cars. It's as good a time as ever to continue your collection or begin an all-new one by pre-ordering your favorite driver's 2022 next-gen diecast at LionelRacing.com or at any authorized Lionel retailer. Lionel is the official diecast of NASCAR, and don't miss Lionel Racing's NASCAR Authentics diecasts at a Walmart or Target near you. Not only is Lionel the official diecast of NASCAR, but they're also official supporters of the Out of the Groove Podcast Network. So what are you waiting for? Head to LionelRacing.com to order your favorite driver's 2022 diecast. This is Authenticated. The Diecast Collectors Podcast from Lionel Racing. Episode 19 of Authenticated, the Diecast Collectors Podcast from Lionel Racing is in your eardrums. Welcome back to the show. This is going to be a good one. We've got a lot of cool stuff to talk about, including the NASCAR All-Star Race and all the wild shenanigans and happenings uh, towards the end of that race to... uh, kind of give people something to talk about because let's be honest most of the race didn't give a whole lot to talk about so uh we'll get into all that just in a little bit and we also have a really cool thing going on at lionel racing with the lionel racing poker run coming up this thursday and friday may 26th and 27th you might have already seen some teasers about that on our social media feeds we will go into a lot more details and tell you all about what the poker runs all about and all about it all about uh (laughs) so we will uh get into all that later on in the show and uh but first uh, I want to introduce myself because I'm vain like that. My name is Matt Kenfield, content marketing manager at Lionel Racing, and also joining me on the show today is our social media coordinator, Carlene Marginian. Yeah, I, I even got the title right. Yeah, I think, right? Yeah. I feel official now. That's Woo! right. Uh, Carlene is uh, responsible for all of our fun stuff on social media, and uh, you know, it's been it's been a pretty hectic week uh, on the social media front, hasn't it? Oh my gosh, hectic week, and we're only on Tuesday. Last week was hectic. This week is hectic. There's so many goings on, but I love it. Absolutely. And Diecast Production Manager, Alex Pullman. I got that one right too, right? Yeah, I feel official me? now. I, I'm, I'm telling you, and I, I won't do the titles ever again, but I feel like, you know, if, if we've got our voices and, and you ladies have been here for, for, Alex, you've been here from the beginning and Carlene's been with us, uh, I don't know, maybe six, seven episodes now and, uh, you know, get people to know you a little bit more. And uh, But, uh, Alex, I know you're looking forward to the Charlotte All-Star Race. Matter of fact, I saw both of you guys out there doing a TikTok about your excitement o- over race week at Charlotte Motor Speedway, right? You mean the 600? What did I say? The All-Star Race. Well, thank you for correcting me because... <laughs> That happened already. We are recording this far too early in the morning, as you can tell, and my energy drink has not yet kicked in, but uh, it doesn't temper my excitement for the Coca-Cola 600 I at am Charlotte Motor Speedway. I am ready to go 600 miles. Memorial Day weekend. It's the, one of the best races of the year. You're Very going patriotic. 600 miles? What yes, car are you going to yeah, be? Yeah, I She's just it. running it. I'm, I'm just <laughs> running laps. Um, well, those of well, you who, you know, you, you can't see what's going on here, but Alex has like two gigantic Yeti tumblers. <laughs> Both of them have like super high, hyper nitro one coffee. one of them does. So. Mm-hmm. One of the waters to balance it out. The, the 600 miles <laughs> will be done in about seven minutes. <laughs> Uh, at that rate but um, uh yeah that, that's a cool it's a cool race and it's a great time to be in the I charlotte area well and for the first time in a few years it's back to being international race day so you have as my dad used to say you have breakfast in monaco for the f1 race 
lunch in Indy for the obviously the Indianapolis 500 and then you have dinner at the 600 so it's one of the best days of the year if you're a race fan absolutely and it's a great time to be in the charlotte area too because a lot of the race teams have uh some uh fan days once again and you know this is kind of uncharted water since COVID started right a couple of years right. ago everything shut down there was no race memorial day weekend a couple of years ago and, and we're we've slowly backed eased, eased back into it and uh, i know rfk racing has a fan uh day this week junior motorsports has one later on in the week as well so uh, it's a really exciting time to be in charlotte and uh, that's kind of why we want to capitalize on that with our poker run too to uh, welcome fans back to the charlotte area uh because uh this this means a lot to the area we, you know we all live within you know a half hour of charlotte motor speedway uh and, and it's great seeing the restaurants busy the shops you know with all their signage and stuff like that you know get your ice and water here so it it, it really adds some excitement i know you know this is a traveling circus right nascar goes every no matter what track you're, you're at from california to texas to kansas to new hampshire uh, when the races come to town, it is like, you know, the circus comes to town, right? But here in Charlotte, it just means so much more because all the race teams are here. The, the crew guys are here. The drivers are here. You know, a lot of the industry, the parts manufacturers are here. So uh, it's a really exciting time to be in the area. And uh, we're going to uh, kind of expand on that a little bit with our poker run discussion later on in this show. But first, we're going to recap everything that happened at Texas Motor Speedway in the NASCAR All-Star Race on Authenticated. The NASCAR All-Star Race this past weekend at Texas Motor Speedway, uh, you know, uh, as we we all in this room here on the show kind of keep tabs on what's going on on the racetrack, watching the races if we're not at them, and then uh, following up with what social media is saying about it, and uh, kind of a rough week on social media for, mm-hmm. the, for, for NASCAR and for the All-Star Race, but uh, at least there was some on-track stuff that gave us something to talk about, right? Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't just single. I mean, most of the race was kind of single file and not a whole lot of passing, but sure. there was cars almost flipping out of the ballpark at one point and then all kinds of hijinks there towards the end of the race. But uh, first of all, let's talk about Ryan Blaney. And those of you who are on our email distribution list, I hope you like my little creative, you know, that Blaney nets the all-star race win. Uh, uh, I mean, to you, Matt. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, yeah, where's the, uh, what is it? yeah that thing yeah. you know what i'm talking about i got it um but look so ryan blaney was probably within i don't know six feet of winning the race <laughs> yes caution flag flies gets an overtime restart with a window net that may or may not have been by rule uh, <laughs> attached uh but took the win anyway uh so let's let's rewind a little bit first let's talk about the caution flag that set up that overtime restart where uh, Blaney had to hold off Denny Hamlin and a couple other guys for the win. Um, what are our thoughts? Should should that caution have flown uh, that close to the checkered flag, or you know, kind of where where when you were watching that race, what were your thoughts at that moment? That it shouldn't have flown. Now, are you saying that because you're a huge Ryan Blaney fan, or are you saying that just as as a fan in general? Both. Got it. Because. I know that they wanted it to finish under green, but the caution or who brought out the caution was out of the racing groove. It was fine. He could have crossed the finish line. No need to throw the caution. And I think they also wanted to do 
do it too, to be honest, to see if they could rack them up and make it more exciting at the end. But it was the same outcome if it had happened the same way before. Absolutely. I mean, with how far ahead Blaney already was, you knew that he had it. There was no kind of like disruption from the caution that went out. He should have just taken it right then and there. Exactly. And then you wouldn't have had the whole window net issue. Correct. This wouldn't even be a thing. Yes. Yeah. And those of you who didn't watch the race or haven't followed up with it, uh, you know, when he was so close to the checkered flag, the checkered flag was actually in the air and they pulled it back barely and and through the yellow, just as Ryan was about to cross the uh, start finish line. Um, Look, it's an all-star race. Okay. It's an exhibition non-points. The, so it's going to have different rules. So normally a NASCAR race, once they take the white flag, the next flag ends it, whether it's caution check or whatever it might be. Uh, this one was a different deal. They said pre-race that, you know, it must finish under green. Um, my thoughts are, though, if you are going to totally modify your procedures in the sense, in, in the, for the sake of entertainment, it shouldn't be done. Okay, mm-hmm. so that that's... I'm all for if you want to have different stages, maybe if you want to have inverts or something like that, but a procedural thing, um, you know, with that's different than how you normally do it 36 other weekends out of the year, um, just to make entertainment doesn't make sense to me. And, and to throw, I knew with about five laps to go with Blaney just checked out, I knew there was going to be a caution. I knew NASCAR was going to find a water bottle on the racetrack or right. something like that because right. it's the all-star race. It's in prime time. We'll save what, my thoughts or our thoughts on having a an all-star race on a late on a Sunday night when people <sighs> have to work on Monday um, for a little bit later. Um, but I, I just I, I knew there was going to be a caution. There didn't need to be a caution right when there was, though. Um I think it was Stenhouse that hit the wall, right? It was Stenhouse. Yeah, that... Uh, and but, everyone avoided him, too, so... And, and, my, and I know NASCAR's in a tough spot, and, you know, for they hear a lot of the things that they do wrong. They don't... I think all of us in business, right? We mm-hmm. always hear what we do wrong, but we never hear anything positive when we do something right. Uh, and that I don't care if you work at McDonald's or Lionel Racing or NASCAR or, you know, Nike shoes, whatever it is. When you do something wrong, you hear about it. When you do something right, it's status quo. It's... Crickets, crickets right yeah um but in in this case th- they're in a tough spot and my thought is if you feel the racetrack is unsafe with a car that's out of the way that smacked the wall just a little bit was able to drive and continue on if the racetrack was unsafe enough to throw a yellow flag right there ryan blaney's car is too unsafe to continue with a window net that's not latched properly that's just my thought That's as, fair. as a competitor. You can't have it both ways. You can't, you know, NASCAR saw that Ryan Blaney's took his window net down when he thought he went and he won. I mean, I think just about everybody thought he won. Had to try to reattach it because by NASCAR rules, you have to have an attached and a tight window net. But that's, and normally I'd be like, okay, his window nets attached good enough. And I've been on the competition side before. Mm-hmm. I've been, I've raced, I've been on, on race teams. That was good enough for me, right? You take your chances. If you get into a crash, you know, it might be bad news, but it's good enough to hopefully finish the race. But by rule, that was not how it should, you know, that window net was not attached the way it should be. Right. So if the racetrack's too unsafe to continue under green flag conditions when a car that's completely out of the way bounces off the wall but continues on, 
Ryan Blaney's car is too unsafe to continue the way it was. So I, I disagree. I, I, I agree with what Denny Hamlin had to say after the race. Now he was pretty aggressive about it, but you know, he understood, look, if he was in the same spot, he would have done the exact same thing that Ryan Blaney did. Mm-hmm. You know, I think any racer would have just get it good enough and hope for the best. You know, that's what it's a way better option than going down to pit road and getting it fixed. But to be fair, what might be fair to be fair. <laughs> if you watch letter Kenny, you know that, um, Something Mike Joyce said on the broadcast was, you know, I don't know if it was communicated to Blaney in like a delayed manner as far as when he thought he had won and took his net down. But in the rule book, there was, you know, the abbreviation, you know, in special circumstances, he could have come down and pit road and had the pit crew, per, you know, guy who usually locks it into place, lock it back in for him. But they weren't even going to allow him to do that. But, but so now he's out there on the track trying to hold up a window net it and i'm a blaney fan you know i'll say that but i mean it's either you're gonna black flag him or you're gonna let him fix it because y'all screwed up well so i i think there's two schools of thought there the i think moving forward from now on nobody's gonna take their window net down until you it know, is they confirmed, see, they right? See, they, they see NASCAR see officials on the front stretch ready to hand them a, a yeah. checkered flag. Uh, so, you know, any any spotter on the spotter stand this weekend in Charlotte is going to tell your driver, keep keep your stuff on, you mm-hmm. know, and, until we know for sure that this is how it is. Um, but at the same time, and, and I think I saw this on Twitter, and I'm, I'm hoping that I can paraphrase this the right way. If you look back, I think it was the duels at Daytona, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago or so. Mike Bliss was in a qualifying spot. His window net fell down they black flagged him he missed the daytona 500 because his window net wasn't properly attached Mm. how can you say that he needs to pit but blaney doesn't and that's you know i know that's that's my thing though is like they didn't you know they let him continue on so it's either you're gonna let him come down and fix it or you're gonna black flag him there is no in between right but the in between is actually what happened and and i think it might not be as much. It might be about 90% of the discussion that it's been. Had there not been a crash earlier in the race where Ross Chastain's right front tire basically went into the cockpit of Kyle Busch's car. Correct. You know what I mean? If, if yes. that had happened with Ryan Blaney with his window net down, it'd be bad news. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. So uh, I think that kind of spotlights the 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 negativity or the wrongness of that call. Mm-hmm. Um because of what happened an hour before that when, you know, if that had happened to Blaney's car, yikes. So, but, you know, and, and it's, it's a tough deal because Texas Motor Speedway has gotten a raw deal and they have not put on good races, no matter what generation of car it is in the last few years. And, you know, I think NASCAR and everyone had high hopes and I I saw some tweets uh, of an interview that Marcus Smith with SMI did with uh, Sirius XM uh, NASCAR radio uh, earlier in the week saying that, you know, great ticket sales. And from what he's heard, all of the fans had a great time. I don't care if there's 20 fans or 200,000 fans at a race. They're going to have a good time because they're drinking beer. They're enjoying the sport that they like. It might not, it might be a crappy race, but fans, I've seen 10,000 races from short tracks to NASCAR through the course. And I would say I remember what happened on the track in maybe 30 of them. Right. Right. 
the rest of the time, I remember what I was working, where I was, who I was with, the good times I was having, the bad time I was having, but I, that's the stuff that I remember, right? Mm -hmm. So I think these fans that are, you know, for a guy like Marcus Smith, who's in the promotion business, and he's a smart guy, and, you know, the whole SMI operation, and ISC, and everybody, they've got really big brains, and they all do a great job in promoting their races and their racetracks. But I think it's it's tough. It's a tough sell for the NASCAR fans, especially the ones that were watching at home, because I saw the grandstands. I was going to say ticket sales. That I mean, ticket I, sales might have been good, but attendance wasn't. Well, that's mm. my thing. It didn't. I mean, definitely for the open, there weren't that many people. It filled in. It's kind of like like a concert where you know the opening acts might not have as many people in the seats, but by the time the you know main performers there, you know the seats have filled right. in. So it filled in more, and I know, you know, when it was even in Charlotte, it might not have been the best thing, but I still think more people would have, you know, I don't see the ticket sales and the attendance being the best thing. Right, and my, you know, I, I just feel like that's kind of a good PR spin answer that, oh, we're hearing from fans that had a great time. Mm -hmm. Well, after you've had seven or eight soda pops, you're going to be having a great time, right? You don't care who's winning the race by, you know, 100 yards or whatever. It's not a big deal. Um, well, if you've had seven or eight soda pops, you're in the bathroom the whole time. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it depends. So, maybe you're a professional at it, you know, and, and, and you can, uh, you know, hold your own a little bit. But, you know, so I, I don't know what the solution is. Bring I don't get back know. to Charlotte. I like the idea of it traveling because yeah. the first all-star race I can remember paying attention to, which I'm a newer fan, was when I went to the one in Bristol. And I thought it was awesome. Short track racing in general, I find super entertaining. Bristol is just good racing. And I thought it was fun that year that they messed around with the underglow. Like that right. was something oh, that was different. Cool. And so I think that it would be an exciting idea. If it can't be in Charlotte, go journey around. Well, that or like we were talking about earlier, journey around closer to home for like the little guys, because mm -hmm. the way gas is, you know, and driving halfway across the country to not even make the feature, I just don't think is cohesive. So at least if you're gonna have the all-star race, at least have it within maybe a two to three hour radius of the home base in Charlotte. Yeah. And it's, it's a tough stretch right now, especially for, you know, the cup series because they don't have an off weekend until middle of June, which Father's you know, Day. yeah, which yeah. We're, we're approaching, but they haven't had an off weekend since before the season started, Christ. right? Since before Daytona. So we're on what, three, four months now of going every single weekend. And that's a tough sell. Now, you know, when they set the schedule, they don't know the gas prices are going to be $7 a gallon for diesel oh, to sure. get these trucks and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um, but undoubtedly, that is changing, you know, that could have been why some people weren't at the racetrack. You know what I mean? When you're, you've already mm -hmm. spent some money on your tickets, maybe you're able to resell them or whatever the situation is. But depending on where you live, you know, if you're driving a couple hours to get to the racetrack, you're talking a hundred dollars worth of gas alone. And then you still got to eat and get your die cast and get your t-shirts at the racetrack and stuff like that. You're, or your you're, hotel room. And they always, you know, raise the prices for race weekends right. and stuff mm -hmm. for so, a special price. You know, that's why, you know, being at the racetrack is is a special time for I know a lot of families that are coming to Charlotte this weekend that's their summer vacation right you know what I mean mm -hmm. when you go to the racetrack it's great if you're able to go a handful of times a year if you're able to go to both races at whatever racetrack that you're at they're nearby but it's not cheap to do it no, like no. it's 
it's it's very much a, a, a I don't want to say a burden on your budget, but it's something you have to budget for. I don't care, you know, what what your family status is or anything like that. When you're taking a family of four, you know, and you're taking time off of work and, um, you know, things like that, it's not easy to get to. So, but especially for these race teams, because they've been working so hard and then, you know, you feel bad for those teams that, you know, the Rick Ware teams and, uh, you know, some of those others that trekked all the way halfway across the country and didn't make the show, had to turn right back around, get their mm-hmm. cars ready for Charlotte. Um, when there's already so many challenges in getting cars ready, because there's still, you know, there's not necessarily a part shortage right now. Uh, a lot of the teams have caught up, but there, it's not like there's a, uh, you know, a, an inventory. Right, a of lot stuff to go around. Plethora. Right. Cars. So, um, you know, a lot of those cars that raced in Texas are probably going to be on track again this weekend at Charlotte. Right. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it's, it's a tough thing right now to be able to make that race in Texas what it should be um i'm not opposed necessarily to doing it on you know somewhere else um what i also like about other sports because i know other sports have their all-star games you know stick and ball sports have all-star games in the right smack dab in the middle of the season which is kind of what nascar is trying to do too but they build in two or three off days before that and two or three off days after it. So the one, the athletes that are playing in that all-star game do get a little bit of a a break. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's tough to do in NASCAR, right? If you're going to have an all-star race somewhere, have an off weekend before it or after it. That Mm -hmm. way, if you do wreck your car or if you do travel all that way and you don't make, make the show, you at least have some time to reset and go about your business when you get back into your shop. Well, and see, I mean, I know Charlotte's built like Texas, but that was one good thing when it was here because it was a home base. So the guys would race. I think it used to be Dover was right before. So they raced Dover and they'd be home for those days, run the race, then be home the following week, run the 600. And then, yeah, you'll go on to your Kansas or whatever. It used to be on the schedule after Charlotte, but, you know. And if you don't make the feature, then you can just go home. Right. Like, you and don't have like to hang 20 around. 20 minutes up the road. You're not right. like, oh, I got to get to the plane now, fly right. home. Yeah. It, it, uh, look, I, I'm sure there's some crew guys out there that absolutely love being on the road. And, and But I can tell you from my personal experience being on the road for a long time, and a lot of my friends are still on the road for a long time, there is no greater thing than sleeping in your own bed. Mm-hmm. When, when, you, when you are on the road four nights a weekend, um, now it's a, it's a little bit better of a schedule, but still you're working long nights at the shop because you guys have been building these race cars, you know, since January when they finally got all the parts for them. Um, there's been a lot of sleepless nights and getting these guys to be able to sleep in their own beds would, would be great. Um, but, and for all I know, maybe it's ironic because Texas Motor Speedway gained a race when North Wilkesboro went away. Now that SMI is kind of back in charge of North Wilkesboro, they're cleaning it up a little bit. They're mm-hmm. putting on some short track races with some super late models, modifieds, and then covering it with some dirt later on, uh, later on this season. Um, I don't know. It's going to need a lot of work to make it cup event worthy, but maybe that's the grand plan for SMI to, you know, maybe they bounce it around, bring it back to Charlotte, go to Bristol, where go to some SMI facility at some point for the next five years or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and then make North Wilkesboro kind of like, the place for an all-star race i think as fans that'd be awesome the feasibility of it i'm not real sure but i think um, i'll speak for myself and you guys can chime in if it's back in the same 
relative same format at the same racetrack in the same circumstances next year, there's going to be, we see it all the time on our social media. We're going to riot. If this doesn't happen, (laughs) there's going to be a lot of ticked off people. If that, if the same thing happens again in 2023. Exactly. Well, like we were talking about earlier on Jeff Gluck does all those race polls. Was it a good race? And the all-star race this year got the lowest rating of any poll he's done. And I think he's done like 239 polls. I think that speaks for itself. Correct. What? Three or four years worth of polls, right? right. So mm-hmm. that's that's saying something because there's been some duds of races in the, in that time span. It's just the nature of the beast. Um, so I, it, it, I'd just be interested to see what those eleven percent saw in that race. I'm not saying that they're wrong. Maybe they saw something that we didn't see. They're Blaney fans. Uh, that's what I was going to say. If there's you're, nothing wrong with that. But if you're a Blaney fan, you loved it, right? Mm-hmm. But if you were not, anybody a fan of anybody else. Maybe maybe I just missed something. Maybe I. You know. I mean, I was a Blaney fan, but I didn't find it very entertaining. Right, and if anybody other than Blaney won, you would have been throwing stuff at your TV, right? I was actually like going to bed. Okay, well, <laughs> no, she well, would have. I, yeah, I broken the remote. We, we touched on that earlier. Uh, look, I, I know that there's probably reasons. I'm, I'm sure TV had something to do with it, but I let me just say. An 8 o'clock green flag on a Sunday night, on a work night, is a tough sell for your all-star race. Now, I know Major League Baseball's all-star game is at night on a Tuesday night or something like that. So, you know, stick and ball sports fans are in in the same boat when it comes to this. Because I love the baseball all-star game, but it's on too late. By the time it ends, it's midnight and I got to go to bed. Mm -hmm. But there were opportunities for that race to not happen on a Sunday night. Well, it was the same thing. I know they want the prime. It's kind of like with the Bristol dirt race on Easter. One, they used to never race on Easter. Two, I mean, they raced it at night at 8, 8.30 on a Sunday night, or it's like 8 or 8.30. So I don't know what it yeah. is with all these late races because it's a lot under of those, the lights. You know? I, you know, yeah, and I know they want the primetime crowd, but not, that not – I can't talk, sorry. The people who have to work the next morning might not necessarily stay up that whole time, especially, yeah. like, with this All-Stars, it kept caution, and caution is, like, a yeah. never-ending thing. And I understand there was a red flag through the course of the race, so it went probably beyond its TV window, but we didn't hear from anybody other than Ryan Blaney, mm-hmm. you know, on the broadcast because they had to get to a soccer game. So if it – and it was on FS1. You know, I understand it if it was on – network fox or network nbc and they've got to get to the 11 o'clock news or whatever something like that i can kind of understand that's why they have it on this in this time slot on this because you know they got a nascar has to cater to their tv partners Mm -hmm. and if they want it on the big boy network they got to kind of fit into that window this was on fs1 so I'm not dis, you know, don't get mad at me, soccer fans. I know soccer fans have a, a huge, you know, there's a huge fan base for MLS soccer, and that's what they went to after the the race. Um, but we're on FS1, which is the, you know, the cable version, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the Fox Sports Channel. There's an FS2 that they could have probably put the soccer game on or switched. You know, we saw that all the time when Fox would go off the air and then Speed Channel would pick it up or something like that. They would go to uh, or TNT would pick it up after NBC races or something like that. Well, so. that's what they did going into the race because the one baseball game on before the open ran long. So they had to start on FS2 right. and then move over to FS1. Right. So, you know, I, I don't 
understand, and I would love to have somebody from NASCAR media or a network help me understand this uh, on our show at some point, um, that if we need to start the race late on a Sunday night for TV purposes, why we can't get enough time to cover the race properly in that window. I, I guess that's where I'm coming from. I, if if there's good reasons enough to have it at Sunday night at eight o'clock, and we we get the presentation as we as fans want to receive it, I get it. But if we don't even get the time to heat, we don't get to hear from Denny Hamlin. We don't get to hear from a lot of these guys that ran up front and maybe have good opinions. Maybe NASCAR didn't want to hear a whole lot of opinions. <laughs> maybe. maybe they couldn't get out of that race fast enough. I don't know. Um, but. No doubt about it. There has to be some kind of change. And we, the three of us in this room are not going to be asked into the boardroom to find out, you know, over, you know, in Daytona Beach or over here in Charlotte. What? Uh, maybe not, we I'm will. Uh, the We will free up our schedules if we are. But uh, so there's no, there's no guarantee on what the correct answer is. But I think we all uh, agree that something needs to change, uh, whether it's a drastic change or just subtle change to, uh, you know, just make the fans and the racers a little bit more happy than they left Texas with on Sunday. Uh, I don't think that's going to hurt anybody's feelings to do something like that. Um, but for those 11% of fans that did enjoy the race and perhaps the Ryan Blaney fans out there, we do have a race win diecast of that number 12 uh, Menards Wrangler Ford Mustang that went to victory lane at Texas. Uh, first win for Blaney in 2022 in the Cup Series. I know it's a non-points race, but his first trip to victory lane and uh, also his first all-star race win. So uh, you Blaney fans, join Alex Pullman in uh, ordering <laughs> that diecast. Here we go. Uh, my favorite part about Texas race wins, who knows what it is the confetti yes it's texas shaped texas shaped it's confetti too cool. it nope. was texas and stars uh okay yeah so stay tuned to our social media feed uh we will have some really cool uh uh reference photos that our artists will use to recreate the way the car looked in victory lane in diecast form uh and, and it's gonna look awesome because you know i know he didn't tear the car up a whole lot there wasn't a whole lot of dents or anything like that in it uh but the confetti is gonna make this car for sure so um if you haven't already, make sure you get that pre-order in. Uh, visit LionelRacing.com, call 1-800-952-0708, or check out other authorized Lionel Racing dealers. Uh, also want to touch on real quick about the Xfinity race. Uh, Tyler Reddick took big machine records to their first victory in the NASCAR Xfinity Series, and Stuart Friesen won the Truck Series race for his Halmar Friesen team at Texas Motor Speedway. Now, I know a lot of fans, especially you Stuart Friesen fans, we hear, Carlene, they're, oh they've, you, you, you're you a trooper for having to deal with those <laughs> Stuart Friesen fans. They on. are dedicated, and I got to give them props. <laughs> they are. Uh, this is what we can officially say about Tyler Reddick and Stuart Friesen's win. We are exploring the possibility of offering both of those cars. Now, um, We'll, we'll touch on in, in just a couple of minutes about what that means exactly in reference to a previous car from last week that uh, took us a while to finally be able to offer. Uh, but there are approvals that need to be uh, given in order for us to even offer a die cast. So we need the team, the sponsor, and, and you know NASCAR's approval and everything like that to be able to offer it. So main, the first one was that team. So whatever the team and the sponsor 
If they want us to offer it, we pers- we continue down that road. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes we don't hear back from them. I can't speak to exactly what the reasons are for these two. All I can say is that we are exploring the opportunity to offer the Tyler Reddick and Stuart Friesen Texas wins. Uh, so if and when those come to fruition, definitely check out our social media feeds because we will uh, definitely promote the race win availability for Tyler Reddick's Xfinity win and Stuart Friesen's truck win. We'll get into a little bit more about that process in just a quick minute as we bring you our fresh paint segment up here next on Authenticated. As promised, we have some fresh paint diecast, the latest diecast releases from Lionel Racing that are currently available for order. And to bring those to you, here's Carlene. My time to shine. No. <laughs> Bring it. No, so the very first one that we have on our list today is, I think, probably the most hyped up die cast we could have offered so far. I'll put that out there. Uh, it was the Kurt Busch number 23 Jordan Brand Kansas win, which had so much excitement on social media. The ending was really exciting of the race. Um, and Matt, I know you've got a couple other things to add to it with that as well. I do, as my phone wrongly starts ringing in the middle of the podcast um so yeah here's the deal so when Kurt Busch took the win at Kansas instantly we got hit up on Facebook Twitter Instagram you know you name it uh, messenger pigeon all that stuff smoke signal right (laughs) we want this die cast and we didn't immediately put it out for order. Normally when a race win or when a winner takes the checkered flag within about an hour or two, we have something up on our social media feed saying, Hey, get, go get the die cast. Cause our production team and our sales team and our social media team all kind of work in concert with one another after a race to get all that information uh, distributed to, to everyone. Uh, but in this case, we didn't do it because we knew before the race that there was uh, some sponsors on, in, on board that car that are very protective of their brand. And they might be new to the sport, might be new to, you know, the die cast world or something like that. So we knew going into it that licensing was going to be, I don't want to say impossible, but more of a challenge than some of the other ones that we already have partnerships with and some of the, you know, uh, have already dealt with in the past. So Kurt Busch wins the race. We immediately reach out to the team and say, okay, kind of a different ball game than doing just the standard one before the race. Now we've got a win car and people want the win car. What can we do for it? So whenever something like that happens, we reach out to the team and say, Hey, let's, let's see what we can do to, to get this to happen. Then the team has to get their own internal approvals. Then they have to get their partners approvals, their sponsors approvals in order to do that. And it's not necessarily always as easy as green flag. Let's do it. There could be lawyers involved. There could be marketing people. There could be, you know, a whole army of people that have to give the thumbs up before the team can give us the thumbs up. So a lot of people were saying, oh, what's taking so long? Why is this not happening? I can promise you those wheels were spinning in the backgrounds. You know, we can't give you an, you know, we, we are not able to contractually unable to give you insight into the exact moment and what's happening, the status and things like that. Cause a lot of that is confidential between us and the teams. But what we can say is exactly what we said on social media, that we are efforting it. And as soon as we know more, we will relay it to you. Um, and, and, you know, I hope that the race fans understood that it wasn't us just sitting back on our heels and saying, Oh, you know, if it happens, it happens. Great. You know, if it doesn't, Oh, well, the fans just lose out. 
trust me, we went to bat for you fans for this car. Um, and we will continue to go to bat for any, any die cast that, you know, you guys want, we will, you know, almost always at least explore it. Sometimes we get a hard no, and then we just got to relay that bad news to you. But in this case, there was a lot of people that needed to give us the approval before we were able to offer it. So that approval finally came to us, uh, what, Wednesday, I think it was, maybe Thursday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, there was a lot of people. And, and again, now that we've done it, will it happen again? It, maybe not with this car or this program or anything like that, but there will be another time where we run into this scenario. We've actually run into this scenario before where t- uh, sponsors for whatever reason, or teams didn't want the standard car and then <laughs> offered. And then sure enough, that car wins. And then it's a whole different ball game because now there's even more of a demand for it. So we have to kind of revisit it, you know, either that Sunday or Monday after the race. Um, so with this Kurt Busch car, uh, you know, we were in constant communication with 2311 racing, uh, about it. And as soon as we got the official in writing, yes, do this, do that, you know, don't do this, don't do that. Um, we went live with it, you know, we, we hit the ground running with it. So, uh, just wanted to give you folks a little bit of insight because, (laughs) Bless Denny Hamlin's heart. He, you know, he, he, he wanted to see this die cast made and, uh, you know, he had good news and, and it seemed like as soon as he tweeted, uh, you know, Hey, there's good news coming Lionel. Um, everybody thought it was Denny that was the catalyst for this. Mm-hmm. No disrespect to Denny. He, I mean, his approval is great, but he wasn't the one that officially needed to sign off. Right. Um, and then, you know, when we finally did make it available, what happened? got nothing yeah no cricket yeah yeah another tweet from denny you know after doing two or three saying oh we got to make this happen the demands there blah 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 you know when we actually did make it happen he could have said you better order this die cast to help us out but hey you know it's all it's all good Uh, he got the hype going you know early in the week people were ready yeah i uh laughed because i was literally sitting at dinner on monday when he commented on our original tweet that we were exploring it and i like looked at my phone i'm like why do i have like 57 Twitter notifications right, right now. And ever since then, it was just, you know, a roller coaster of excitement from then on. Yeah. And, and so fans, what I can, what I can tell you is please understand that whenever something like this happens, we are not just purposely trying to not get a die cast made for you. Uh, I personally ordered this die cast. Okay. And I, I did okay, well. everybody, I in this, everybody in this room <laughs> has ordered this diecast. We wanted to see it happen. Uh, but again, like we've said a few times on this show, and we will continue to say, we need all of the stars to align from the teams, the sponsors, the partners, the, NAS- the sanctioning body, all that, all need to align as one in order for these diecasts to be offered. Sometimes that takes minutes. Sometimes that takes days. Sometimes that takes weeks. Um, but you know, we will continue to fight for every die cast that, uh, you folks want and, and that there's a demand for, uh, like we did with this Kurt Busch car. So now that it's available, order it because we worked hard for it and we're going to make it look really good for you. Uh, and, uh, I hope everybody enjoys that. Yes, absolutely. It, like we said, is one of the most high demand. I think it's so cool looking. A lot of people have the shoes and we're posting pictures of like putting them side by side. So 
that's just all around. One that happens, you guys put those displays together, be sure to send them to us over at Lionel Racing on Twitter uh, and Instagram. Um, but some other fresh paints that we've got, um, some of the NASCAR Salute paint schemes are hitting the track this weekend at Charlotte. Um, you've got the Chase Elliott number 9 Napa Salutes, the William Byron number 24 Liberty University Salutes, the Kyle Larson number 5 HendrickCars.com Salutes, as well as the Alex Bowman number 48 Ally Salutes. All really good schemes. Um, The red, white, and blue all look really cool. I like Liberty Universities because they went with the darker blue. So I thought that was like an exciting little switch up. Um, We also just got the Brad Keselowski number six Kings Hawaiian that ran at Dover. And again at Nashville. Oh, it's going at Nashville too. You very rarely see a bright orange car. So I like that one a lot. Um, the Joey Logano number 22 Verizon, he switched up his scheme a little bit. Be sure to go check that one out. Uh, some Jeb Burton's, the number 27 Alsco for his uh, Xfinity Series car, as well as the Arrowhead Brass. Um, so those are both up for pre-order. We also have the Hendrick Motorsports Throwback 4 Car 164 set um, of all the throwbacks from Darlington. Uh, and it comes in a really cool collector's box um, instead of just getting them one by one in their little typical boxes this one's gonna have that like darlington throwback old-fashioned vibe to it um and the last of the throwbacks that we have from darlington that are available right now are the chris wright number 44 the vfw truck which was a ron hornaday throwback as well as the spencer boyd number 12 rim time truck which was the michael waltrip throwback um and all of these are available as you guys know at lionelracing.com you can also hit up our call center they're always waiting to hear from you guys at 1-800-952-0708 and you can reach out to all of our other authorized Lionel Racing dealers as well. And as you guys also know, all the cars that become available, we put up on our Instagram story that day. So always be on the lookout for that. Good stuff. Definitely check those diecast out. They are all really cool and uh, will be great additions to your collection. We're going to give you a chance to add more diecast to your collection. If you're coming to the Charlotte races this coming weekend, we'll be back with more info on that up next on Authenticated. race fans are you coming to the charlotte area this weekend we hope you are we hope you enjoy yourselves the weather's gonna be beautiful i mean it's been rainy as crap the last couple of days here but this weekend is supposed to be like mid 80s sunny hot that's and good. humid that's bring good. your sunscreen right and so and hydrate yeah. yes hydrate. Yeah. don't pull a ross right mix in a couple of waters in amongst your other beverages Soda pops. yeah that you, that you participate <laughs> in while you're tailgating in the parking lot uh but if you are coming to the charlotte area this weekend for the charlotte motor speedway events uh this thursday and friday you got to participate in our first lionel racing poker run we have some incredible prizes from autograph sheet metal autograph hats shirts uh probably even cooler is some prototype die cast. And those of you who are diehard collectors know what prototype die cast are. Um, the rarest of the rare die cast, uh, highly valuable, highly sought after. Uh, we've got a few of those to give away as well as part of the poker run. And in order to do the poker run, uh, if you're not familiar with it, uh, I know there's a lot of charity poker runs with motorcycles and things like that. That's kind of where the idea all stemmed from. Uh, and, and what we've done is we've partnered with a handful of race teams in the area uh, with junior motorsports Team Penske, Richard Childress Racing, RFK Racing, Stuart Haas Racing, and plus at our own Lionel store at Concord Mills Mall, about, uh, I don't know, three miles or so from Charlotte Motor Speedway. If you stop by any of those participating locations this Thursday and Friday, you will get a playing card. 
and we design our own Lionel Racing playing cards, you know, just normal playing cards. Like you play Go Fish or Blackjack or, jo- or Poker, whatever it is. Um, you'll get one just for stopping by. You spend 50 bucks on Diecast or other merchandise, you get a second card. You spend $100, you get a third card. And what you can do is collect those playing cards at every stop that you make, whether it's Junior Motorsports, Team Penske, RCR, RFK, Stuart Haas Racing, or our store at the mall. You get three cards max per stop. You go to another shop, you can get another maximum of three cards. One for showing up, a second for spending 50 or more, three for 100 or more. Once you have your best five-card poker hand, you bring it back to the Lionel store, and the best hands come 6 o'clock on Friday, win some really cool prizes. Uh, RFK Racing has donated a behind-the-scenes shop tour uh, of their facility that you can redeem at any point in 2022. Uh, so whether you know it's next week while you might still be in town for the Charlotte race, maybe you take a special trip out here, maybe you're local to the area, you get a behind-the-scenes tour of RFK Racing. That's something that nobody really gets to do. Um, we've got Stuart Haas Racing is donating a lot of prizes that are his only team issue stuff. Uh, you know, nothing that you can buy even in their team shop. It's a huge grab bag full of exclusive things that you can't get anywhere else. Uh, RFK also is doing some Brad Keselowski uh, autograph stuff, um, some autograph sheet metal from Chris Busher. Uh, Junior Motorsports has donated some team uniforms, and we've got some more autographs on the way. And like I said, we've got a bunch of prototype diecasts to give away as well. Uh, the more locations that you visit, the more cards that you get. Some of you might try to hit up all those shops, maybe buy a diecast or two or some t-shirts, hats, whatever it might be, in order to spend $100 or more at all of them. If you do that, that's awesome. You get as many cards as you can, put together your best poker hand, and you will have a shot to win. Uh, when you do get to the Lionel store to hand in your your best poker hand, we will have staff available to help you. If Maybe if you're not familiar with poker and know what hand beats what or what you're looking for in a poker hand, um, our staff will have a chart and some information about uh, what, you, what you need to do. They'll take all your information, and uh, we will give you a call. And uh, if you're not on site, and uh, get you your prize. But and it's while supplies last, uh, you know, some shops have a bunch of die cast uh, available. Uh, everything is as merchandise is available. I know RFK Racing and Junior Motorsports have fan days, so they're going to be super busy this week. Uh, and this poker run is only on Thursday and Friday so that you can hand in those uh, poker hands by six o'clock Friday to the Lionel store. All of this information is on our website, lionelconcord.com. So there's maps to all the facilities. There's uh, more details about how the poker run works. And uh, already, uh, a lot of the teams have gotten behind it on social media. Some of the fans are pretty excited about it, whether they're local or just just traveling into the Charlotte area for uh, the Coca-Cola 600 racing weekend. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We've had some really strong feedback from the race teams that are participating. And it's great, like we talked about earlier in the show, it's great just to be able to have fan experiences again at these race shops. It's been so long since a lot of them were even open. And there's still a couple of teams that we talked to about this process that don't have their Uh, fan zones open just yet Uh, so those that are participating are welcoming their fans back in with open arms and and it's great to see and and hopefully we get to see a lot of you folks here 
at the Lionel Racing Poker Run or just in the Charlotte area in general. Our team is going to be at all these race shops between Thursday and Friday taking some pictures and videos so you might be the star of a TikTok or something like that if, if you're so inclined. Consider that an extra prize too, right? You get to Absolutely. be on our social media. Yeah, I mean, you can be on our Instagram or our TikTok, man. That makes you a superstar. As the two ladies in my room are like the stars of the show every time. Ooh. Yeah. If you see me and you want to be in a TikTok, come like let me know and we'll make something happen. Right. So how big is this? Are you sure you want to offer that up? Absolutely. Okay. I'm down. <laughs> if you're down go. to have some fun and make like an exciting, funny, fun TikTok, we right. will put something together at that fan day or wherever shop you're at and we'll get if some going. If you're extroverted to the extreme... Hit us up so we can add you to the TikTok. Right. Absolutely. Yes. And, and what I will say, this is how much buzz there is about this Lionel Racing Poker Run. Tricky, the mascot from Pocono Raceway, is making a trip from Pocono to participate in the Poker Run. He will be, uh, he, he's supposed to be, you know. I mean, it, it takes a while for Tricky to get, all, you know, mosey on down here from the Pocono <laughs> Mountains. But uh, we, we heard from the folks at Pocono, and they're like, man, we want to be involved in this. So uh, you might have to just keep your eyes peeled for Tricky to uh, show up at one of these locations as well. And if if we do get Tricky there, we might have to add, like, a, you know, if you get your selfie made with, with Tricky or something, you get an extra card or something. So yeah, that'd be hype. We'll see if we can do something. If we do that, we'll do that on our social media. But uh, no matter what, like I said, it's a maximum of three cards per shop. You have to have a five-card hand. So you will have to visit at least two locations that are participating in the poker run in order to make a poker hand. And uh, again, if, if you missed it, lionelconcord.com has all this information. The teams that are involved and the shops and locations uh, where you can pick up your cards, Junior Motorsports in Mooresville, Team Penske in Mooresville, uh, Richard Childress Racing in Welcome. Actually, their their actual location is in Lexington, North Carolina. Uh, RFK Racing here in Concord, Stuart Haas Racing in Kannapolis, and the Lionel Store at Concord Mills. Again, it's a straight shot down Bruton Smith Boulevard, uh, from Charlotte Motor Speedway, uh, where the mall or where the Lionel store is. If you've never been to the Lionel store, you take entrance two, neighborhood two, uh, and walk right. Th- and that's exactly what they say on the little. That's uh, why I was uh, laughing. I, it, it's burned in my head now. I've been there so many times. But once you go into uh, neighborhood two's entrance, you'll walk straight through the food court. The uh, dining pavilion is the technical, the high class name for the food court. Ooh. You walk straight through there. The Lionel store is almost at your like one o'clock position as you walk through the dining pavilion at Concord Mills Mall. Um, We'll, we will have some diecast specials there. Uh, lots of diecast uh, available for you at the Lionel store too. So uh, uh, Dana, Tim, Gerald, and our whole team at the Lionel store uh, will be excited to see you there and help you collect your best five-card poker hand to get a shot at winning some great prizes as part of the first Lionel Racing Poker Run. Uh, if you're not coming to the Charlotte area, uh, we plan on doing this again uh, at some point, maybe in October with the Roval Race, or maybe next May, whatever it might be. But uh those of you who are coming into town, definitely check out the Lionel Racing Poker Run. Ladies, are you guys poker players at all? I'm more of a blackjack player, so I'm very happy about the fact that we will have, like, self-help cards yes. to tell you what the best <laughs> hand is, because I would have been confused. <laughs> Alex? No. Okay. Just straight up no. Straight up no. Do you play any games? Uh, no. Like card games, well, yeah. not like flip cup or anything like that. I, I play flip club. <laughs> oh, shoots and ladders. There or something. you go. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, you got a niece. You probably are doing some like high ho cherry or something like that. Right? She's not old enough to play those yet, oh. but we're getting there. 
Well, we'll step your game up. Poker's right. the next step. We'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go right from shoots and ladders to poker. <laughs> Starting Thursday, we're going in. Yeah. Like I, like I said in one of our meetings, you can't be a degenerate gambler for your whole life if you don't start when you're a kid. There so. you go. Fair. <laughs> but uh, th- th- this poker run's been a, a lot of work, uh, and it's great to see it come to fruition. Each of these shops will have some signage out front and at the registers kind of explaining, you know, where you are, what you're doing and, and how it all works. So and shout but, out to Matt and Carlene for all of your signage and social media for the poker run. Thank you. I am the mastermind behind it all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just kidding. Hey, let's go with it. I'll, I'll go with it. That That's good enough for me. But uh, yeah, we had a, a test run. So we got some these custom made Lionel racing poker card or uh, playing cards uh, as part of this poker run. And we had a trial game of uh, it was literally like a 30 second game of poker. It was just a one hand thing. And I folded as soon as I got my cards. Like I'm not a huge poker player. Like Carlene said, I'm more of a blackjack player. Um, never really been a huge poker guy. Um, but I was out. So <laughs> it's the poker face. Like if you can't control your facial expressions, then don't, I'd be the sunglass wearer. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Or it's like the episode of the office where it's like, cough and right. it's like your falls. yes i hope that someone shows up to the store on friday and like slides their card just totally straight faced yeah with like a visor <laughs> correct yeah, yeah. yeah. like yeah. we've ready. done this before right yeah that it, it no doubt about it it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a lot of fun and uh if you, maybe you're still a little confused or whatever it might be uh just check it out lionelconcord.com we did put it uh we put a video together that carlene was the star of um <laughs> and, Very uh, usual. <laughs> yeah w- with uh some details and uh all of the staff at all of these locations will be able to kind of walk you through it as well so uh, i hope everybody that participates has a great time with it uh hope you everybody and, and definitely check out our social media feed because as we get we're actually going to be collecting the final prizes today uh today is tuesday um once we get all the prizes we're going to take pictures of them put them all through our social media feeds uh so everybody gets excited about what they are and hopefully wants to participate for their chance to win some of these prizes as well so again lionelconcord.com for directions and more details and uh, with that that wraps up the poker run talk next thing we do is we wrap up the show up next on authenticated Before we call it a day here on Authenticated, we've got to go through our last lap highlight of the week. Each of us will give our opinion on something that happened this past week in the world of NASCAR, in the world of diecast, whatever it might be. And uh, to kick things off, Alex Pullman. So I always look forward to the all-star intros for the feature. And I really would like a lot of the drivers to be on the same level as like AJ. Um, because, I mean, it's fun. It's, it's an the exhibition same level race. as AJ is in like four feet tall? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Bring it down to my level. I mean, he was just so hyped. Like, he was like, let's go. And everyone else was like, hey, what's up? The dude tried to crowd surf. I I mean, it was epic. Probably not the best idea. No, it didn't look like he got very far. But, I mean, he was, you know, the subject of many funny memes and gifts after the fact. NASCAR Chasm had a day with it. But I just, the whole intro thing was great. Um, I just liked AJ's enthusiasm. I if gets you hype for the race that turned out to be boring but it's okay at least you had the intros right that was exciting <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah well you had boyer and blake shelton together so when you got those two in a room that was a good time i mean that's you can't go wrong 
Yeah. So even when you drop cards, you yeah. still you know make Bush up for it. <laughs> Teamwork. <laughs> Teamwork makes the dream work. All right, Carleen, what's your last lap highlight? Oh, I don't get my last name. Anyway, don't put it out there, actually. <laughs> I already did a couple of times in the show. Because you don't even know your last name. Frantically rewinding the show now. <laughs> no, my last lap highlight, which isn't what happened this past week. I mean, it got announced, I guess, in the past week or so. But it's Flo Rida coming to Speed Street here in Charlotte. I'm so Ooh. excited. My middle school self is hype. Let me tell you, I'm about to break it down. I have all those lyrics still stuck in my I'm head. I'm just going to ask, were you going to pull out the apple bottom jeans and the boots with the fur? Um, I am. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see this. What boot brand? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I cannot wait. I just think Speed Street in general is going to be really exciting. I've never had a chance to go. I moved down here in 2020. It didn't happen then. Last year, I feel like they had some version of it, but it was really small. And, like, I didn't even know where it was. So, with it being right here at the track this year... I cannot wait. I think they've got some great performers, but Flo Rida tops the chart for me. That, that's that's fair. Now, Speed Street used to be in Uptown Charlotte. They closed off a handful of streets in Uptown Charlotte, and they'd have some big-name acts. Like, this is going to date me, so I was probably, I would say it was 2006 when the ladies in the room were probably in diapers still. I, I was remember, in high school. Okay. I remember seeing. I was in middle school. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't that far off. Uh, I remember seeing uh, Three Doors Down, who were like the jam Ooh, back then at say, Speed Street. Yeah. I saw Luke Bryan there, like like when uh, oh. Go ahead. Rain is a Good Thing came out. I was trying to think of the oh, song. So very early on. Like in very the before he was big. Like I saw him at Speed Street back See, in the day. Yeah. It, so it's a great time, and that they're doing it at Charlotte Motor Speedway this time. They're actually setting up the stage and everything like that as we speak. And uh, my mom and dad are in town from Connecticut. My dad's a huge Steve Miller fan. So uh, the Steve Miller band is playing, I think, on Saturday night, which, uh, you know, <laughs> I was trying to explain to my son, who's 10, that Flo Rida was popular when I was about his age. <laughs> Steve Miller was popular when my dad was about his age. <laughs> so... Um, you know, it, it'll be, it's quite the juxtaposition of, you know, fan bases and styles of well, music when you've got, you know, Steve Miller band, you know, take the money and run and you got mm-hmm. Flo Rida, my house. It, there's not a whole lot of correlation well, between the two, but it should be a good time either way. And even though they're not at Speed Street, but they're opening the 600, then you got Leonard Skinner. Yes. Which we are just all over the place. I'm just saying that, can you get more like America than right. Sweet Home Alabama or Freebird on a Memorial yeah. Day weekend? <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> oh. All I can picture, we need John C. Riley out there to uh, recreate that line from Talladega Nights. Like, I like to picture my Jesus in front, t- front row. And, and a litter skitter with an angel van, and I'm front row. And I'm hammer <laughs> drunk. <laughs> uh, that, I mean, nothing says Memorial Day NASCAR race more than Leonard Skinner playing the uh, uh, pre-race concert. But uh, kind of, we we kind of kicked kicked the All Star race in the pants a little bit earlier in the race, but. One thing, no matter what happens on the racetrack for 600 miles on Sunday, pre-race to the Coca-Cola 600 is one of the most kind of majestic things. You know, if, if you're proud to be an American, you you know what I mean? That That is where you need to at least tune in if you're not at the race because they will bring soldiers uh, out on the uh, on the racetrack as part of the pre-race festivities. They always have some kind of, you know, whether it's a flyover, or, you know, some paratroopers, whatever it is, and, and they do it right. Charlotte Motor Speedway does Absolutely. for the pre-race at the Coca-Cola 600. Um, 
and and it's great that the race teams you know have the fallen soldiers names on the windshield and they're doing that program again this year in 2022 and uh, uh always makes for you know really special die cast because these teams you know make sure that the soldier's name that's on the on-track car ends up on the die cast as well um so you know stay tuned we'll hope i know we we talked about in fresh paint maybe a handful of uh, salutes cars and I, i know that there will be more coming so definitely stay tuned to our social media channels uh for more of those salutes cars but uh even if you're you know, your cousins or something like that aren't huge NASCAR fans, make sure they at least tune into the pre-race for the Coca-Cola 600 because it's done the right way. And, um, you know, it's just a really special, uh, really special time uh, to be a sports fan. Just, you know, be proud of your country and stuff like that. And and to thank those uh, soldiers that have fallen and those that are continuing to uh, serve our country uh, at the Coca-Cola 600. So um, my last lap highlight uh, we got to do it right. Matt, what's your last lap thank highlight? Thank you so Boom. much for asking. I, I, <laughs> Don't I, look at me. Yeah, because you, you didn't say anything. That's why Carlene has my back. <laughs> oh, whatever. But, no, mine is just that the Memorial Day Sunday triple header is back because of COVID. It, International? It, it, yeah, I, I mean, it is a great day to be lazy. It is a, <laughs> uh, you know... Uh, I love that the Monaco Formula One races in the morning, Indianapolis 500 uh, through the early afternoon, it leading into the Coke 600. Um, it's just a special day to be a race fan. Um, and, and the fact that all three of those races are happening in their traditional time slots on their traditional day and things like that is, uh, you know, we talk about my son. My son said the other day, COVID's over. Well, it's not. But, you know, for, for the most part, uh, a lot of our a lot of our day-to-day stuff is back to normal and, and, and seeing those three races with fans in the stands and you know great racing action for three straight races is is a really cool time and uh i speak on behalf hopefully of all nascar fans i want to see jimmy johnson do really well in indianapolis yeah, he me has too. been showing up he's been fast and those cars are fast this year they're they're crazy quick this year um you know, Jimmy was here a couple of weeks ago talking to, you know, he was on his way to Indy. He was actually leaving our shop to go spend the mm-hmm. month in Indianapolis um, when he was signing some die cast, uh, I don't know, maybe two weeks ago or so. Um, he was going right to Indy. So he's been quick and I want to see, I want to see him do really well at Indianapolis. That'd be really cool. And I uh, um, want to give one little quick shout out also to our most recent podcast guest, Ryan Priest. He's going to run mm-hmm. all three races at Charlotte. That's really cool. He actually teased that a little bit on our podcast. And while those media members, I think that they're breaking news. Well, you should have been listening to Authenticated a couple of weeks ago because Ryan actually said that. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, running the truck race for uh, David Gilliland Racing, Xfinity Race for BJ McLeod Racing, and the Cup Race for Rick Ware Racing. So uh, kudos, uh, great uh, opportunity for Ryan to showcase what he can do and I want to see him do really well as well uh, that's going to do it so enjoy the Coke 600 race weekends and uh, inter- what, International Racing International Day International Race Day there you go on Sunday and uh, we hope to see you at all of the participating shops at uh, for our Lionel Racing Poker Run this Thursday and Friday the 26th and 27th again if you need more information on that check out lionelconcord.com. On behalf of Alex, Carlene, I am Matt. We will talk to you down the road next time on Authenticated. Follow Lionel Racing on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok, and use hashtag AuthenticatedFan.
Eric Estep here. This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries. Get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more. For do-it-yourselfers all the way to professional metalworkers, Forney has everything you need for your next project. Shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at forneyind.com. That's Forney, F-O-R-N-E-Y, ind, I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you.